Welcome to the Kaidas Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lego. Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to KBN Live. Uh, as the song says, welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Welcome, welcome. Straight, straight from Ox, Ox Pimpin, Ox Fishing. How you doing tonight, Ryan? Good. What did you do today for your Juneteenth holiday, my friend? I went fishing this morning. Yeah. Did you? I, checked, I commented on your live. I saw you go live over on uh, Tic Tac, and I, I asked if this was the KFL. No, it was the XFL. Or XFL. The USFL, sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, my, my son told me that going live on Tic Tac is the surefire way to gain more followers, and by God, I gained two by doing that for about 30 Did minutes, you? So, yeah. Two. Two. Right did there. you do any kind of tricks or interactive deal i, I no, had to get off I, after like two or three I, had, I had to keep switching between my readers and sunglasses to be able to see any comments so i had to just give up on it and turn it off i know a guy at revo that can get you some reader sunglasses that way you don't really? have to go through that pain okay. yeah for sure even, even some little stick-ons would be legit yeah um but yeah i hope everybody <clears throat> excuse me had a great father's day weekend it was father's day weekend i know uh, i saw you had a great father's day week right spent some time down at the beach with yeah you. man we went You're to the beach hung out yep uh, I got to see my boys this weekend, so it was it was a good one. It was a good Father's Day weekend. Saw a bunch of good picks on the page. Uh, and as, if everyone saw tonight before uh, we went live, I made a little announcement earlier, and it was on the thumbnail. We were doing a Revo sunglasses giveaway tonight. So, in order to win, all you have to do share the stream on Facebook, and you have to be a subscriber over on YouTube. We will verify it. So go. It's a, simple, it's a simple click and subscribe. It's really simple. I like uh, it. Jeff on that like and sub deal. We have to because we have YouTubers on tonight. So we got to get right. on we the train, we a, man. We got a fair amount of YouTubers on tonight. So we're trying to get into both platforms. And we got some folks over on uh, Twitter as well watching. Uh, but share it on Facebook. Make sure you go sub on YouTube either immediately after the show or while we're talking. Either way. Uh, and you'll have a chance to win the Revos at the end. Any pair you want from the website. So it'd be just like I already, I already shared it, and I'm pretty sure I subbed. So hopefully I right. knock down that dub on this one. There you go. You know, you know, we get a lot of warnings on the group page, Ryan. So they could Did Facebook we? could shut us down anytime on our on our actual <laughs> Facebook live stream, even though it's our biggest platform. So we got to have a backup. So sub to us on YouTube. See I haven't noticed. Out. I didn't realize we got warnings over there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we get warnings all the time. So um, we got two huge guests tonight. It's a little different show. We're usually doing. Um, you know, the weekend after a big tournament, we're interview the tourney winners, whatever. But we went a little different direction tonight. We got two of the best content creators, YouTubers in the game. We got Greg Blanchard, who's been on before, and then Alex Rudd. Uh, we haven't had him on before, but he, but he's doing big things on YouTube as well. And Alex is kind of a hybrid. He fishes bass boat, teaches a lot out of his bass boat, fishes some bass tournaments, I think, and then also crosses over and fishes at a kayak, fishes kayak tournaments too. So and he has a huge beard. So he has a huge beard, beautiful huge beard. So we'll get him on here. And he's a podcaster, kind of. I wouldn't say new to the podcast world, but. He's been podcasting as well over there, so he's he's doing big things. Everybody's doing things. it, man. You got to fire Everybody's one doing. up. Yeah, um, 
So anyway, yeah, we'll get them on here in a minute. Uh, excited to have them on. It's going to be kind of a viewer-driven show, I think. We Ryan and I have questions for them, but we want you guys to ask them questions about content creation, growing your channels, uh, etc. So we're going to count on you guys to help us out. Uh, we always like to recap the weekend or the week that was. So what went down over the week? I know there were some threads that kind of got going over on, on the group page. I may not have paid too much attention to the threads, to be honest with you. I was trying to, I tried to disconnect as much as possible. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, last uh, week, you may have to fill me in on that. Uh, yeah. Tennessee Bass Nation and Georgia Bass Nation wrapped up their uh, their series that Steve O and Daniel are running. Uh, Josh Stewart and Joseph Gayton locked down the AOI spots, which got them a thousand bucks from Carl Black Chevrolet uh, down in Georgia. So that's cool. Very good, very good. And I need to bring those pictures up. Steve, Steve sent me some pictures. And uh, let me see if I can share them for you real quick, Ryan. I promised him I would do it, and I was not prepared. What Is it selfies? No, it's these cats right here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we go. dude. Oh, old, old Terry Golden slid in there, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, Terry hadn't he hadn't been been out a whole lot this season. Terry used to beat us up a whole lot, but he he's he's sliding out there taking some money. There you go, the fellas. Uh, and looks like you know dugout of course sponsors the the Bass Nation stuff over in Georgia and uh, everything going on with. Of course, part of the Southeast takeover. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, the, for, as far as threads for the week, man, uh, the big, biggest one that really got going is the open mouth argument. Once again, somebody shared a picture of one. Of I did see fish. that. I did see that. Talking about open mouth, uh, in my opinion, because they asked for it, I thought it was closed. So I, I don't know. I've been confused about how trails judge that because, like, if you're out there and you got that thing on a stringer, and the game and fish rolled up and slapped that on a board, it would be 100% legal, I guarantee you. Mouth would be considered shut. Uh, so where, where are we? The question is, I think, is how much of the mouth is, ha you know, is, is shut to be shut. Like, because some fish have, like, a big bottom lip that sticks out, you know, a big underbite or whatever. Like, you can't get their, their lips all the way mashed shut all the time. I mean, unfortunately, they're not all created the same. Yeah, back in my day when I was judging a lot of fish and running tournaments here in Arkansas, we always went by the hinge of the jaw. There's a clear point where that, if I'm doing the right picture, where the hinge right here is closed down and the lips may be open, but that hinge is shut and you can see where that connects. I always went by that for closed mouth, so I don't know why people don't do that, but they like the tip of the lips all the way shut, even though it doesn't shut on a lot of fish because of just the way they're grown. So you We know, just bring them back in in a cooler. Ain't none of this happening. You yeah, know. we'll go back. We'll go saltwater style. See what throw them on a scale, throw them on a skillet, be done with it. Yeah. So uh, that that was the biggest thread from the week. And then I, I wanted your opinion on this. And there's nothing that could really be done about it. Maybe it's just the way it, way it goes. I talked about it with KBF before, which like their AOI system, you got folks in Utah, for instance, or California, and they may get 600 AOI points for a 30 person event. And a guy in South Carolina is getting the same points for a 180 person event. For sure. Well, now it's this, this northern swing, it looks like it's going to happen with Hobie. It looks like Winnipesaukee's this weekend. You're going to have 75 people in the event, or maybe 80 by the time. Is registration over? Wednesday? No, it's it's Wednesday? it's uh, it's open till Wednesday now. So okay, I am hard on the fence on flying up for that one. Okay, so now you're going to have somebody sneak in there with a low entry number, and I don't know. I mean, I guess well, so be done with that. Low entry by this year's standards. You yeah. know, two years ago. It was like, oh, are we going to hit 100? Are we going to hit 115? And that's, I mean, I guess this is how the world works now. You're like, oh, if it, if it ain't 160, psh. <laughs> Trash. Trash term. You know, like 50 more than what we had ever expected before uh, is now the gold standard. 
again, I mean, I wish that the Northeast would show up and participate or whatnot. Uh, the easy solution is just don't put a tournament in the Northeast again. So that's, that's right. That's Keep my it on Southeast. Move here or somewhere. Show hell, I, I mean, Central yeah. Texas, somewhere. I don't know. Put throw throw another one out there to people that are going to show up. Yeah, I, I know, and we can ask Greg about this later because he's obviously a a high-level tournament angler, but he's out there in California, so it's hard on him to get all the way over here for any tournament. That's true. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, But anyway, let, let, let's shout out our sponsors real quick, then we'll get these guys in here because I know their time's valuable, Ryan. We, we very, very valuable. We'll get into that too. Yeah. Uh, of course, the whole uh, show is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle, dugoutfishing.com. Uh, they can hook you up with whatever you need. Get a hold of Ryan, Steve, or just call Doug out, and they will they will hook you up. I know I don't know if they have any of those demo boats left. I know last show we have a few demo boats left. I'm pretty sure there's some passports that need to get a, get rehomed. So for a small rehoming fee, we can help you out. All right, get up out of there. Adopt a passport from the dugout this week. Uh, Revo sunglasses. Like I said, tonight's the big Revo giveaway. You have to share the live stream on Facebook and be a sub to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're on YouTube. Give me a good comment tonight, and we'll come up with some sort of prize pack for you as well because we appreciate you all over there on YouTube. Uh, but we're just trying to get some of the Facebook audience over to YouTube while we set the, the contest up this way. But Revo's used them this morning. It's hotter than you know what out there. It's 100 degrees up by noon, and I, you know they, they save my back. Revo's are awesome. We're about to get Marky Mark Pendergraph and some Revo's. If, if you don't like the glasses, if you honestly think that they're junk, if you think we're full of it, meet Jeremy Hughes at the boat ramp. He'll take, yes. he'll, he'll take up the, the customer complaints there. That's so. right. Two-piece. Two-piece and a pair of Revo's. You'll go home happy with them. <laughs> You'll need them to cover them black eyes up. That's right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Western Sun Vodka, man. Uh, appreciate Western Sun. They've been with us. They were the first sponsor to jump on board, and they're still with us today. Love us some Western Sun. Had me some cold watermelon straight out of the fridge. Cold watermelon, Western Sun. Just I took some to the beach so. with me and, and got through those hot, hot days down there. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Steve Tucker says he can't share on Facebook. Make sure you're on the actual uh, – Facebook share from page. the public page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Public page. You can't share from the group. The group is private for all the shenanigans. So only members can see that. Uh, but with <laughs> that's that really said, man, out. <laughs> yeah, let's get these, let's get these fellows in here. I know, uh, we're excited to talk to them. We're excited to get some questions for them. Hang on just a second. Boom, boom. There they are. Greg hey, Blanchard, well, hey. Alex Rudd. What's going on, fellas? What's up? Good. How are y'all? Good, good. We didn't get that to pregame. That rug guy did you. show up. Yeah. yeah look at that. We didn't get to pregame with him. He came in late there. So. Hey, I'm telling you, fashionably late as always. That's me. That's all right. That's all right. You're here, and that's the main thing. So we appreciate you guys, man. It's going to be a good one tonight. Like I said, we're hoping for a lot of good questions from the folks watching. But I know Ryan and I have some for you as well. No? You don't? Uh, no, 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 no. I do, for sure. Yeah, all oh. kinds of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the YouTubes. Okay. Hey, uh, cheers, fellas! Thanks for having us on, Alex. What, what are you? What are you? Free, free plug for you. What are you drinking there, Greg? You know what? I'm going to be brutally honest here. Uh oh. This is uh, actually a Founders All Day Haze. And oh, speaking of Founders, no. I think Jeff is that a Founders shirt you have on? My, no, that's just a uh, Banana Republic oh, Jeep with a Banana Republic. <laughs> they have a beer. They Don't have a judge beer me. I drive a Subaru too. They have a, they have a beer called I, All Day IPA, and that is the exact uh, artwork on it. So we'll, we'll just say it's a founder shirt, Greg. I have had the All Day IPA, and it is not bad at all. I, the, I, guys, they they hype up the founders stuff all the time. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like I like lots of beer. All beer is good beer. Good stuff. All right. What are you drinking, Rudd? I have nothing with me right now. Do you want us to send you a drink? And, 
I mean, yeah, sure. If, if you look apart, send it on down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just door dash me something, and we'll we'll get it going here. <laughs> where is your home? We know where Greg is. We met Greg before. Where is your home? I'm in East Tennessee, so I live in Knoxville. Oh well, all right. We may be up there tomorrow, yeah. so you're yeah, welcome. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. bring so you. you I'll go. bring you a Come drink on. tomorrow. <laughs> Come I, brought on. Another, I brought another Tennessee guy to make you feel at home, right? That's what I was well, thinking. I know. Well, we got shot down by a Tennessee guy, so we had to replace. Yeah, we, had to we replace almost had. We almost had. Guy. Yeah, we almost had a filter panel, but uh, it worked out just right. So, um, do you want to get into that at all, or do you want to get into straight into this interview first? Uh so I'll go ahead and tell this story. All right, I'm sorry, Alex Rudd. Um, one of my buddies, he's he's from the Knoxville area. And he kayak fishes with us. I don't know if you know Eric Thomason. Uh, he's yep. uh, He's, he's a fool. But anyhow, I text him. He's big buddies with a kayak catfish guy, right, who does yeah. YouTube and, and does that for a living or whatever. And we always try to, like, you know, bring bring our people on, you know, whatever. So I'm like, hey, does your buddy want to come on the show tonight? We're going to have Greg Blanchard on, talk YouTube, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and he's like, well, yeah, I mean, he's going he's gonna to need, you know, a Newport motor and a power pole or something. <laughs> like for for what and he's like well you know uh it's it's not really worth his time just to come on the show and i was like what is happening here like there's something yeah, wow. I'm, there's something i'm missing right now i was like this is just this is a platform to come on and promote your brand and what you do and reach an audience that you may not you know necessarily be in front of i'm like we've had multiple classic champs on here like actual professionals <laughs> that have never acted like that i was like this damn catfishing youtuber is is freaking is rolling out the red carpet for himself so needless to say that won't happen again welcome to the show mr rudd and and, well my philosophy is my philosophy is anything that nets me more than zero is worth my time so even if it only nets me one more follower one more subscriber one more relationship that you know we're all on here talking to each other like that i can walk up and shake your hand and be like hey i've met you before virtually like it's it's definitely worth my time so i apologize and on on behalf of another tennessean that that happened to you well well, i mean it's networking man like that's what all this stuff is like i I mean greg and i know each other through working with native like it's not like we just you know ran ran up on each other on the sidewalk like this is all networking you try to i don't know i thought you did (laughs) It's always my whole life. It's always been not what I know, but who I know that is everything in this industry and being nice to everyone and friendly to everyone has got me a lot further in this industry than being a butthole. So I try not to be a butthole very often. Blew my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I tell you this, you know, we, when we decided to do like a a content creator show, we had three or four names that came right to the top of my head and and Greg, uh, Mr. Rudd, Ryan knew the catfish fell over there. I had a couple more names in my head, but I met, I don't even know you remember this, uh, Alex, but I met you at the Logan Martin event in the old town booth when they debuted that autopilot, uh, just briefly yes, over I there. And, and, yeah, and yeah. I've, I've followed you ever since then, you know, I've been a, yeah. a, a subscriber and follower and stuff. So that's why, you know, networking, being nice to people, uh, yep. you came to the top of the list to even, you know, to ask to come on here. So there you go. Well, there you go. Pudding, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's let's get into this interview. We've already got some questions coming in. I, I don't know who we want to start with, but just give us a brief background of, of how you know your YouTube career started. For those that don't know, both these guys have had huge success on YouTube in slightly different ways. Uh, but we want to hear kind of your story, and then we'll get into some specific questions. So, uh, Greg, you can go first. Just tell us your, your background and how you got started with it. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, man, I've been at YouTube for a long time. I think I started my channel in like 2013, I want to say. And it's really the second year I owned a kayak and owned GoPros. So that's one thing, and we can touch on this more. I think a lot of folks out there think with social media, YouTube specifically, you can just do it overnight. You know, it's going to take you a few months, you're there. No, man, like, and Alex can, I'm sure, attest to this. It is a long haul, a long grind. And like I said, I did mine in 2013. And it took, you know, seven, eight years to get a, a good, you know, core subscription base and actually, you know, get some good money from it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I've been grinding at it for a long time. And fishing is always, like, been a huge passion and sharing my experiences. So that's kind of where it all started and where we're going. Awesome. What about you, Alex? Yeah. Yeah, very similar. I started in 2017, 2016, 17, around around that time frame. And honestly, I just got into it because I thought I always – so my, my kind of story of it is that I always loved, like, freestyle motocross stuff. So you, you remember, like, back in the day, like, freestyle motocross, and those dudes went out in the desert, and they made these, like, really badass films of them, like, you know – flipping motorcycles and jumping these big jumps and doing these tricks and they would put it over this like you know punk rock music and i thought man that's just that's always <laughs> was cool to me you know what i mean and so when i started youtube like you can go back to my very first videos and they're like these montages of like fish catches to like rock and roll music and that's because that's what i thought was cool like that's what i wanted to do in the fishing space is be kind of counterculture you know not I never wanted to be a pro. Like I never wanted stickers on my boat. I just wanted to go out catch fish and have fun. And so I thought I'm going to do this video thing over here. And I had no idea you could make money. I had no idea that you could get sponsors, all that, you know, all that stuff. And so like, I just started doing it and it, and it just started building and building and building. And, you know, just like Greg, I mean, just been grinding at it and grinding at it. And as it developed and evolved, I developed and evolved and, you know, video styles changed and, now we're at where we're at now, which is just going out and, you know, filming my experiences out on the water, whatever that looks like, and making YouTube videos about it. And, you know, I've grown a uh, loyal enough audience and got a good enough set of sponsors that I'm able to do it for a living and go fishing. And it's just a ton of freaking fun. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Beautiful. So how has your style evolved from that as far as watching? And this, I mean, I'd, I like to do the video stuff and I, I do more work with like companies and stuff instead of, I, I wish I really, I honestly, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I wish that I recorded every trip that I went out and would edit mm -hmm. <laughs> all the goofiness. <laughs> like I try to like, if I'm fishing a tournament or something, I'll try to plan it and make myself, you know, record the whole thing, you know, get some B roll, whatever. <clears throat> but mm -hmm. how's your style evolved as far as like watching other YouTubers and watching productions. And now you have these pro anglers that pay content guys to go around with, you know, mirrorless cameras and film and edit just badass shit, to be honest. Like, how is mm -hmm. that? Does that put any pressure on your style? Do you try to change things and adapt to that? Like, how, how did you guys evolve in this? Greg, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, go for it, man. You go. So for me, I'll be totally 100% honest with you. I just don't even look at anybody else. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I don't watch other fishing YouTubers. I mean, Greg literally is probably one of the only dudes that I will sit down and watch one of Greg's videos. And Greg knows that. Like, I love Greg's videos. I couldn't tell you why I love them as much as I do, but I just do. I love a Greg Blanchard video. But, like, other than that, man, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube on how to be a better YouTuber. 
Um, and I watch a lot of YouTube okay. on like how to, how to make my camera do everything that I want it to do. You, you know what I mean? And like, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of these pros out here that are hiring these awesome filmmakers. Cause that's what those dudes are that are making those, you know, those videos oh, yeah. are filmmakers. I mean, they are making pieces of art mm-hmm. and dude, that's their thing. That's their style. But you know, YouTube is, is, such a, a niche platform and the fact that you can carve out your niche and then within that niche carve out another niche and like you know the, there's an audience for everybody out there and so i just don't put pressure on myself to try to perform to be like anybody else because i'm not anybody else you know i mean like the more you guys get to know me like you'll realize alex rudd is alex rudd and like i'm like this all the time <laughs> so like i can't fake it i can't put on a face i can't make any other video than the video that i make and that's what I try to do is just go out and make my videos and, and, and be me. And so that's the kind of the way I look at it. I just, I don't try to put pressure on myself because it, it's working. And, you know, the only pressure I try to put on myself is just to be better for the audience that I have and build the audience that I have bigger um, and, and kind of just do what the fans and, and the audience is wanting, because that's, you know, ultimately what allows me to do what I do and, and pay the bills and, you know, have fun. So, do you yeah, know Bethany by chance, or is this is that is my wife? That, okay, okay, that's, that's right. my wife. Yeah, makes more sense then. I didn't know. I didn't want to exploit you. On it. Like, no. I was like if she changed her name to <laughs> Bethany Rudd and she didn't, you know, like, that she's would like be awesome. Preemptive, preemptive strike. <laughs> Poor Bethany. She's laying in there in bed with COVID right now, so she's probably oh, she's no. got bored and, and yeah, she, dude. I don't know how we got COVID. Like we don't get around any. I don't have it. I, I've still not got it yet in the whole pandemic oh, I, I think on. the beard asks like an n95 mask that's the deal i think it's probably exactly more effective to be is, honest yeah. with you the beard all just protects it i mean it just you know it wards yeah. it away but yeah her and my dad both have got the covid and so dad's laying over at his house all sick bethany's laying in there all sick and i'm just i'm playing doctor here so we'll get through it though it'll be all right Thanks. well all right. bethany we hope you feel better i'm sorry to harass you while you're sick <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, Greg, what about you, man? We, I mean, I, I have yeah. watched a lot of your videos. I think I like how calm you are. You know, you, you're not. It's not. It's not overpowering. It feels like you're actually going fishing with you. How did you kind of evolve your style? Yeah, it's a great question. I, mean, I agree with a lot of what Alex said, but uh, man, like I said, first thing we've talked about, I've been doing it for a long time, and I've been watching YouTube for a long time. I mean. God, when I started, I remember, you know, watching one rod, one reel when he was, you know, 500 sub channel and just seeing him fish from the bank. And I've, I've kind of seen how it's changed over the years just as an observer and also creating content. And, you know, I think we all know the phases that YouTube's gone through, especially with fishing. I mean, there was a lot of those hype videos like the gummy bear challenge or gummy worm challenges, God. just the wall, crazy stuff. And, you know, that stuff did real good at one point, but... I mean, what the problem was, was it was just, you know, just a, it was like just small gratification, you know, for, for viewers. I think mm-hmm. it was like that, 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 that shot of what adrenaline for people to watch and that doesn't last. And I think the main thing that I've always kind of had as a core belief with YouTube and especially anyone that's going to do content is you gotta, you gotta think of it as like a marathon and not a sprint. You can't be coming mm-hmm. out with stuff that's crazy like you know these crazy titles and crazy content and there is a fine line you you gotta you know attract someone to click your video but at the same time if you just overdo that your subs your viewers are 
they're just going to not click. They're going to be like, oh, well, we've seen that before. Nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. in that video. It's, you know, it's just hyping it. And mm-hmm. th- again, that's the thing with my my channel and uh, Alex's channel too, is he, we're, you know, we're ourselves. We're not trying to be anyone else. I will say at some points during YouTube, because I've been just doing it for so long, I tried to get fancy with the titles and get clicky, clickbaity thumbnails and stuff. But, you know, it just, it always comes back to being yourself and, you know, just enjoying it. And again, it, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You want to build mm-hmm. a solid um, subscriber base, uh, viewers, so that no matter what you put out, they're they're clicking on that. And, you know, even if I have something crazy happening happen at a fishing day, it's like not going to be the highlight of the, the video title or the thumbnail. It's just, it's something that subscribers know could happen and they'll still click and watch and i think that's really what ultimately makes you successful with social media is is you know being yourself and you know giving giving your audience like a true reflection of who you are and what you're doing it's just mm-hmm. that's just what i've been doing and it seems to work i don't have huge jumps in subscribers i don't have huge lows i'm just mm-hmm. steady right along there and uh that's what I like. So. Yeah, a good, like a good solid mutual fund. That's what Greg Blanchard is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, one thing I noticed about Greg, and I, I don't know, Alex, if you're the same way on, on Facebook and stuff like that, is like, Greg, your stuff is organically organically grown. I sound like, a, like I'm a farmer. Uh, on, YouTube, on YouTube, like you don't over, like blast your videos all over the place. It's like you create your mm-hmm. stuff on YouTube, people find it, and you grow. There's not like a, you know, share to 50 different Facebook groups with a million hashtags. Greg's not really active on any of the social media. media. No, no. I always like made a joke. I always said that I was like a bad social media person because like I just do the video and upload it and like I don't like share it anywhere. But I don't know, man. That's like what's worked for me. I'm sure it's different for other people. But um yeah, I don't know. YouTube and Alex knows this too. It takes a lot of time, man. Like, I mm-hmm. once I, I'm done with a video edit, it's not like I want to go do anything else, really. I mean, yeah. that's kind of one of the, the, the things behind the scenes. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's it's not like we're just going out having a fishing day and then it's like a two hour edit. Like, I've been editing probably eight or nine hours today, and uh, I still got more to do. So yep. um, that's insane. Yeah, it's it's a it's a trade off, but at the end of the day, we're you know we're fishing for a living basically, so I'm, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. See, I I you know I'm active on a little bit of everything, and I, for me, it's been weird. Like all of my other social stuff, like you know Instagram and TikTok, that freaking platform is just ridiculous. But anyway, um, you know, and the podcast and all that, they've almost all grown separately. You know, like you know, I don't see a lot of inter- intermingling between all of the platforms a little bit, but not a whole, whole ton. You know, you'll get a few people here and there, but like, you know, I got a hundred thousand followers on TikTok because of like three videos, but like, you know, it doesn't do anything for YouTube. Like those people who view that TikTok don't go over to YouTube. They don't want to watch a 15 minute video, you know, a tournament video. They want to watch a, yeah, they want to watch literally like twerking. They want to watch a fifteen-second video. They want that shock value. They want that whatever. You know what I mean? And so it it, it is like man, you know, YouTube. Greg's right. It is it is a lot of work. And YouTube is a platform among all the social media platforms that truly you still have to just put in the work. There's no buying a follower. There's no 
you know, buying a subscriber or whatever. I mean, like it's, you just go out there and you either figure out how to break the system and, and beat the algorithm and make viral content like Mr. Beast or somebody, or you do it like me and Greg's done. And it's just grind and grind and grind and put out content, put out content and build this audience. Yeah. How do you uh, guys feel about all this algorithm? Like you brought up a good point. You can make the same post. You know, Instagram and Facebook are connected, obviously, but you make the same post on Instagram and on Facebook, and like one of them will blow up on one platform and not the other, and then vice versa the very next time. Like, what do you think is the science behind all this little computer magic in the background of who actually sees your content that you're putting out? I'll make That's it really simple. I'll make it really simple. So all these platforms are at war with each other is what you've got to realize. YouTube hates Facebook. Facebook owns Instagram. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Google owns YouTube. TikTok is its own, you know, 600-pound gorilla. And so all of them want session time. And what session time is is the amount of time that a person spends on the platform. And so whatever video or a piece of content or photo or whatever it is that that platform has to put in front of that person to make sure that they stay on that platform as long as they possibly can. And you don't go, you don't click off of a Greg Blanchard video to go scroll Instagram or to scroll TikTok is what that platform is going to give you. You know, that algorithm isn't your friend. It's, it's there to keep you attached to that platform for as long as it possibly can. And it's going to give you whatever it thinks it is. So, you know, I don't know, Ryan, if you, you know, if you, I don't, if you're into politics, right, you know, it's going to show you the most inflammatory political thing to make <laughs> you go, oh, wait a damn second. That's not what I think. And da, 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 because then that keeps you on there. It gets you engaged in a comment battle. It gets you engaged in a back and forth. Exactly, man. Um, That's how all these KFL videos keep popping up on my shit on Saturday mornings. <laughs> There you go, man. It's just trying to get you, dude. It's trying to get you. But it, that's truthfully like, I uh, I watched this documentary called The Social, I think it's called The Social Dilemma. Yeah, very, very good and stuff. Yeah. Fascinating documentary. And after that, I went down a rabbit hole just researching, you know, the YouTube algorithm. And, and everything that I always came back to was YouTube is going to show the user whatever it thinks it needs to stay on the platform. And I'll be totally honest with me, it's, barbecuing videos greg blanchard videos and freaking star wars shit and like dude i will go down a rabbit hole of one of those three things all the time and that is what i mean like 100 bucks i can pull up youtube right now let's see and there will be on my suggested page one of those like three things so let's just go so we got star wars right here star wars right here at the top oh, let me get the thumbnail to pull back up so there's star wars uh, there's a travel video there's a uh, a Bassmaster Classic video, and I'm really surprised that there's not a Greg video on here somewhere. But like those are the things that it, it shows me, and, and dude, that's that's the algorithm in a nutshell. Is it? So if I if you. I was barbecuing, that would just explode your phone. There you go. Put a oh, barbecue dude, in front of that NATO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you break the algorithm right Ooh. there. Right? <laughs> you just put a big old tenderloin on the smoker, go catch a few bass, and come back and eat a call, tenderloin. Call, Mar call Marvin out there, and y'all go out oh, there, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he will barbecue while you're fishing. Done. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll back through some of these questions from the guests here, but let me ask you guys both this. And, Greg, you can answer first if you want. You talked about the slow, slow burn, the slow build, and the grind of this. But right now, 2022, is it too late to start a YouTube channel if you're just getting started? 
No, it's not too late. And, you know, it, it, the thing is, I think there's also like this, uh, you know, people think that if you started earlier back in the day, it was easy. But like we said, man, like it's been, it took me seven, eight years for my channel to, to build up. So, and I started early too. I started right around, you know, when all the Googans started, Fluke Master, all those, you know, the first fishing YouTubers that you'd see. And uh, I apparently didn't win that battle, but <laughs> I still grinded and it, and it happened. But no, it is not too late to start. And I'll say this too. One thing I do love about YouTube, uh, just as a personal thing, is man, like you have your video log fishing diary right there. Like yeah. it's awesome yeah. to have not just that, but then like memories too. Like right now, my channel's yeah. kind of changed to not just fishing trips, but also like you know, tournament trips with, you know, the fellas and the experiences and travel. So it's like kind of like a diary, like a public diary. And it's, it's cool for me to, you know, reflect on and, you know, watch every so often and just relive those yeah. memories. So if anything, you know, it's a, it's a good personal thing to have too, other than, you know, a social media platform. I don't know how I feel about this comment, Ryan. You guys are my rabbit hole. I well, I just, I just, I just, I just replied and told him to clean his rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have a filthy rabbit hole, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, yeah, but anyway. But no, yeah, it's definitely uh, not too late to start a YouTube channel. I believe that we have just uh, chipped the top of the iceberg of the potential of what YouTube's going to be because streaming and uh, you know instant, instant uh, like media is the future. You know, people are getting rid of cable, they're getting rid of everything, and they want to be able to go. That's what I want to watch. Click it and immediately starts playing. I mean, it's crazy. So you guys have seen kind of the growth of YouTube. Do you think, I mean, and I know that you've experienced it, but as far as like the monetization and how much YouTube might be making versus what they're paying the creator for selling ad space <laughs> and whatnot, do you think as more people move toward this platform, are they going to start to reward the creators a little bit more on this side or, or is it going to be the opposite? Like, Oh, well, everybody's doing it now so we can pay you less. Like, well, how do you guys see this playing out? <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's a good question. I have no idea. I, I really don't. It's, it's so hard to predict what'll happen in the future. Like even like five years ago where YouTube was then we could never predict it how it is now especially with like mm -hmm. the content and the way the way things work but you know i this is probably a silly answer but i for me like most of my mentality is just kind of going with the flow i'm just gonna go with it I just mean, go with the flow if, brother yeah you gotta <laughs> enjoy it i mean like one thing let me i'll say this like it is work it is work now it's not like it's all fishing and fun and games it is work now so i do you know put emphasis on that but at the same time if it gets too stressful or if it pays too little then i'll just go back to my other job too so <laughs> i don't know man I, I i i don't know the answer to that but i think you just you know gotta go with it yeah what's agreed. your opinion it's they're, I mean, they're pumping a lot of money into it. You know, I, I got a email a few weeks back and it outlined everything that YouTube was going to put into YouTube this year, you know, and they're investing Google owns YouTube. So you gotta, you gotta realize that. I mean, Google's a, a like a $1.6 trillion company. You know, it's one of the richest companies in the world. I mean, so they got the money. Um, but I think they invested like $400 billion into creator, um, funds 
and you know all the different creator uh, abilities to make money and all that and they're doubling down you know i got a survey the other day it was about you know youtube and podcast so that tells me youtube's gonna try to you know move into the podcast game you know and probably integrate with google somehow you know and you know and it's and it's just one of those deals it's ebbs and flows man you just get you have to go with the flow i mean i've seen months when i get that youtube check and i'm like god like that's a lot of money (laughs) and then i get other months that you look at that youtube check and you're like eh well you know take that one on the chin and keep on going and like (laughs) it's the, the the views are exactly the same but it's just because the cpms change or you know we move into a holiday season or out of a holiday season or something like that you know so how does that work if your views are the same your engagement's good how does that how how are you making more money in one month than the other so it's based on your cpm and your cpm is how much money you make per thousand views and how much money you make per thousand views it's based a lot on how much advertisers are pumping into the system. And so like during the holidays, advertisers are obviously pumping a lot more money into the system. And so YouTube's got a lot more money to share with you, um, essentially. And so my, you know, and it could be different for everybody. That's the crazy thing too, is like, I, Greg, I don't know what your experience has been, but I know like my buddy Ben Nowak, who does YouTube with, you know, does YouTube too. And we've been doing it pretty much together um, for a long time. Like, you know, he has the flip-flop of me where I'll make a lot of money in the holiday season. He won't make much at all. And it's all just dependent on where you're at in the system and who you're being shown to and, you know, what kind of consumers are watching your video because that's something that Google takes into account is like, you know, you know, Jeff, if you click on something, you know, at your house or your wife clicks on something, well, it gets saved to your IP address. And then Google Ooh. can get into your IP address and it can go, all right, Jeff likes... Um, you know, Revo sunglasses. So we're going to show him 52 ads about Revo sunglasses to try to get him to buy a pair of Revo sunglasses. And so, you know, Revo has dedicated a certain amount of money to that advertisement. And so then you get shared a certain portion of that. Well, a Revo advertisement is going to be a lot less than a Coke advertisement because Coke has a lot more money to spend. And so just depending on what the consumer is, the kind of consumer you appeal to also depends on how much money you can make. So you make rich people videos. I try to. <laughs> Rolls Royces. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Rolex. No, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I actually talk about the CPM. Mine's actually it seems to be best when uh, it, like it's springtime and fishing around at least here is starting to heat up a little bit. And then like August. And usually that's when there's a good punch bite, a good frog bite. So I think the content gets a little better and there's probably, there's probably a little more engagement too. So um, yeah, that's just to compare notes. That's usually when my CPM's the highest August and then like March, April. Yeah. Uh, You know, Alex, you said you kind of go down those rabbit holes watching different ways to become a better uh, producer of videos or YouTube or whatever. I don't know if you watch the think media guys ever, but the the guy over there podcast all the time. They're all, yeah, yeah. They talked about the creator economy. And how, you know, it's X, I don't want to get the numbers wrong, but X amount of billion dollars right now. And they expect that to double over the next decade yeah. or few years. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But uh, <clears throat> Ryan, let's get back to some of these viewer questions real quick. Cause a lot of them scrolled by while we were. I saw two and I'll throw, I want to combine these two. It was Gene right. and Jesse's questions. Basically what equipment are you using for filming and then editing both? Alex started oh, off. Oh, go. Okay. Um, I, I got two GoPro 10s. Uh, that I run 
specifically in my kayak, I have a little bitty uh, Yak Attack mount that I mount at the front that's looking at me, and I usually wear one on my chest. Um, chest view has just kind of always been something that I've done. I don't know. Some people don't like it, but a majority of people, I think, seem to like it. So I, ke- I keep it there because I like it. It feels like you're with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then for my, like, big camera or, like, my vlog camera or whatever you would call it, you know, my B-roll camera, I'm running a Canon M50 with a Sigma 16 um, running an ND filter on there. So it's a, it's a 1.5 aperture. So I can crank that thing way back and crank that ND filter up even when it's sunny and get that shallow depth of field and make it look all cinematic and whatever. You're but so that's all difficult. I run, man. I I, yeah, I am. Um, but I, I keep it simple, honestly, you know, and then I run external battery packs to both my GoPros. So I don't have to worry about battery issues. You know, I don't want to be fumbling with batteries, especially when I'm in the kayak. So just pop that battery out, run it to like a, you know, 10,000 uh, milliamp hour external battery and just run her all day. I'm running an M50 right now for this live stream. So I feel very professional, Alex. No, there you I go. The there you go. You. But anyway. Fancy Greg, what are you what are you shooting with? Uh, similar stuff. Uh, GoPro Seven Blacks, and I just got a GoPro Ten. I'm moving up in this world, apparently. Look at I, you! You are. A pro. I know. Getting fancy. Uh, so I got one of those guys, uh, and then my phone is the other one. <laughs> I have like a nice camera. Hell yeah! Um, Get it, hey, man. I had a. I had a are your texts green? No, they're not. You're an iPhone user. You're you're yeah. actually advanced yeah. i like it easy i had a uh i had a drone for for a minute i still have a drone but uh I'll, I, this is a true story about oh maybe five six months ago i got an email um from someone at the faa uh, and yeah. <laughs> i was reported someone had reported that i was using a drone without a commercial license what so, I called yeah. the guy and, uh, you know, he was really nice. I think he's local. And I think he actually watched the channel and he was, he was giving me a warning cause it's a fat ticket and, um, it's legit. Like if you're using your drone to make any kind of money, commercial life, you need a commercial license. You need your part yeah. 107, um, pilot's license. And, uh, I, that is something I do not have. So yeah, I was loving my drone footage until I got called out for it and i you know i gotta get i gotta just so i got you a lipo greg you gotta get you the the dgi mini it's less than 205 grams or whatever and they can't consider it commercial right that's what i was no that no man that's what i thought too and that's what i have but anything (laughs) shot no he's in california uh, california there yeah california out there dude it's everywhere i was like well what if i you know what if there's some million youtubers doing they don't have their parties like yeah we we can't like literally catch everybody and it's like everybody (laughs) but we got you like anyone (laughs) we got you greg well someone reported me so that's ridiculous man it wasn't like somebody that you were like flying a drone over their house it was like one of your sons it's like a hater probably right probably probably they're just like yeah i bet you he doesn't have his license I got the FAA note. I shot my drone up one day. Um, I was down in Orange Beach, Alabama, and I shot my drone up at the beach. And apparently, we're like really close to some air base down there. I think there's one in Pensacola. Mm -hmm. Well, like I was within 150 miles of the air base. Well, it gave me a warning. And so I just swapped the warning away and shot her on up there because I thought I'm 150 miles away from this thing. Oh, like three weeks later, I get a piece of paper in the mail that pretty much says 
you know, you flew within 150 miles of an airbase. If you ever do this again, it's X amount of dollars. I think it was like $1,500 fine. And we're going to take your drone away from you. And I was like, okay, well, next time I get one of those warnings, I won't do that. And like, you can't fly them around TVA dams. That's a big one. Um, because they'll, they'll, they'll check my drone footage below Nigga Jack. Yeah, I know, right? Like, holla at me. Apparently, uh, someone got like a threatened a drone bomb thing at a dam, and so now you can't fly them there. So that's why I got the mini, Greg, is because I wanted to try to skirt the law. But I'm gonna keep on skirting the law until the law skirts me. So yeah, I mean, like, I ain't even got a driver's license, much less a drone license. Shit, no fishing license, no fishing license, no driver's license. If I can carry a gun, if I can carry a gun in the state of Tennessee without a permit, I should be able to fly a drone without a permit. Damn, Skippy, I'm gonna do it tomorrow too. Tweet me next next time. Alex puts his drone in the air. Patriot missile is gonna knock it straight out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another question from this was early on when we first started. Dell Patton on YouTube asked, "What platform, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, etc., should a future influence?" His daughter just started a channel called Finfluencer, so go find her. But what platform should she focus on? Ooh. Um, well, I only really use YouTube, but I would say like Instagram. Instagram seems like easier, you know, for a younger kid just to get some short video clips and pictures, stuff like that, you know, get some traction that way. That's just my opinion. I mean, his daughter could be 47 years old. I mean, he didn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you got to retire somehow, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think one thing, like Think Media says it a lot, Jeff, to kind of refer back to them, is, is, is do a little bit of everything. You know, be be on everything. Um, I, and my kind of philosophy behind that is, is, uh, come on, Greg, catch up. Um, no, my philosophy, my philosophy <laughs> behind that is, is, you know, I, I'm trying to grow a business somewhat, you know, a brand and a business. And so if YouTube, I don't know, gets hacked tomorrow and disappears, I've still got Instagram, TikTok, and my podcast to lean back on so that I don't have to go back to a normal job. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just kind of my philosophy philosophy behind it is is i want to have uh, just like a good business doesn't put all its eggs in one basket you know a normal diversify. business i want to be yeah i want to diversify my portfolio just like i diversify everything in life and you know that's going to include later on even diversifying outside of the fishing world um in the way that my business runs you know what i mean and i don't know what that looks like but it's definitely a plan on the horizon you know what i mean because i just want to make sure that i am I can put food on the table and pay the bills. That's, that's kind of, you know, the most important thing to me, you know, I got a wife to take care of and one day I'll have kids to take care of. And those will be the, that will be the most important thing is foods on the table and bills are paid. And so whatever that looks like and however that needs to happen now is, is what that's going to look like for me. So that's just kind of my philosophy behind it. But if you're just getting started, start on a platform, see if you even like doing it um, and, and learn how that system works, you know, learn to take people at, you know, as with a grain of salt and learn how to, you know, interact with people online and just learn how the system works. Cause that's one big thing. I think a lot of people get into it. The first person that says something mean to them, they're like, I quit. And it's just like, <laughs> yes. you know, you got to learn to got to learn to just not care. <laughs> yeah. Ryan and I mastered that early. That's why we're still here. We, yeah. We started a podcast to talk shit about them live. So. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Take that, hey, suckers. And, and Dell, Dell, 
qual- he cleared something up. I thought he was talking. He's saying his daughter oh, na- named him Finfluencer. I got you. Okay. He's forty nine, starting a deal. So you you're not restricted to any one platform. Never right? give up, Dill. You can That's do it. Though. <laughs> first, my first pro tip would be get you a uh, YouTube uh, profile pic right there. Get you. It's just <laughs> a D. Dale. Unless we're going with D. All right, we but, start with uh, the basics. Yeah, now nah, big things from Dell. I can feel it coming. Uh, do you see any other ones? We want? There's a bunch on here. I'm trying to scroll back to. Right? What software do you edit with, ah, Greg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Mm. Uh, Final Cut. I've got a iMac Final and Final Cut. Um, you know, that's actually relatively new. Last fall, I think I changed over. I was using like a MacBook Pro and iMovie, and you know, that's fine. It's just uh, you know, it was, it was time. I had too many. Uh, little spinny wheels going on and I was just sitting there watching it and I was like, yeah, I got to get a new computer and some better software. But uh, yeah, like I said, though, nothing fancy. GoPros, a phone, uh, used to have a drone, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's, it's again, and like kind of going back to like what we were talking about too, is like, yeah, there's a lot of guys now that hire, you know, professionals to, to film and edit and it's just amazing. It's stunning. It looks like it could be on a television show, but some of those videos don't do as good as you think. And I think there's something to, you know, having some footage, like I'll use the raw, real kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, I don't have crazy gear and it's kind of just, you know, organic and what I got to work with. And I think in a weird, odd way, maybe that's kind of where people like to see content. Like Mm -hmm. they, they get so used to this fancy production stuff and yeah, that's all awesome. But, kind of just getting back to your basics you know bare bones i think there's some value in that too so yeah, at least that's right. what i'm telling myself because i don't have anything real nice yeah. <laughs> alex you i think one of your tiktok videos is well over a million views maybe more maybe a couple million i don't know it, it was yeah, it was a, just a, it was like a simple Dude. video of you putting the old town drive down i mean it's yeah, like put bro. the drive down so as of right now <laughs> that video has cumulatively over the three times that i've posted it Okay. Not including all the times it's been reposted by people other than me, sixty-six million views. Okay, like what? it's it, it's incredible. Yeah, it's the stupidest video ever. Um, yeah. I had the old town, the one hundred and six with the little Minn Kota motor in it, and uh, I actually borrowed the video idea from a buddy of mine, TJ Yak Pack. He does YouTube too, and I literally texted him. I said, "Hey, can I steal this idea from you?" And he said, "Yeah, go right ahead." And so uh, I was in this little creek down near my house, and I had been fishing trying to catch apparently there was musky in there and so i was trying to catch one of these muskies and like didn't catch anything so i just got bored and i said i'm gonna make this video i go hey guys or hey TikTok, you ever seen a kayak like this or something like that i put the motor down clip it over put in the kill switch and hit it and go look no hands and the, and the kayak goes on what posted it didn't think a thing about it and uh I go out to dinner with my wife and uh, my phone is just like, and I'm like, what is going on? Whip it out. I've got like 1100 TikTok notifications. I whipped it out right there in the middle of the restaurant. Spicy dinner. That's what 66 million views does to you. I guess. That's confident. I like it. It's just go shake your head. Um, <laughs> were you but, at uh, Roosters? I, Where were you at dinner? I, would, <laughs> I was at Hooters. Um, and anyway, uh, so <laughs> so I get my phone out and um, and I have like eleven hundred TikTok notifications, and it had got like six and a half million views in like two hours. And I mean, dude, just kept growing and kept growing, and kept growing. Well, then finally, it got to like twenty three million views and planed out. What? 
Well, like a few months passed by and me and Ben were on the phone and I was like, I'm going to repost this video and see if it'll do it again. Because we were talking about just how stupid TikTok is. Because TikTok is just stupid. I mean, do you post anything? I mean, like my wife posted a video of our dog and it got, you know, like 2 million views. But anyway, so I repost it. It gets another 22 million views. Well, then. Is it because so few people have seen an old town before? (laughs) I have no idea. Well, no. I'll tell you what I believe that it is. Is as soon as you post it, people start arguing about whether it's a boat or not. Uh, oh, and so okay. like, so like you know, you'll go if you go look at the video, dude. It is just like thousands of comments of people arguing back and forth with each other. And so Smart. TikTok goes, "Hey, people like really like to get in here and engage, and it's keeping people on the platform for a long time." And so they show it to a bunch of people. And yeah. I mean, that's the game with TikTok, man. You know, you want to be able to successful on TikTok, you just gotta go in there and be like. Here's something controversial. Everybody fought about it. <laughs> yeah, and my point of asking you that was, you know, Greg was talking about keeping it simple. I'm sure you didn't have a film crew there to do that for you. You might have whipped out your yeah. phone or something and recorded right it. Right here. This is, yeah, what, yeah. This so, is what got 66 million views right here. Yeah, so don't feel pressure to have to have, you know, 15 different GoPro 10s or whatever but the hell. be controversial. Yeah, be controversial. <laughs> Ruffle some feathers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there were some more questions here. Let's see. Somebody asked, how long does it take typically to edit your videos, your, your full-on YouTube videos? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, it depends on the video. Like if it's uh, just a day of fishing, like that's kind of my simple edit nowadays. It's just if I go fishing and it's just me and there's nothing else going on, you know, that might take four to six hours if I'm quick. Uh, but like this past weekend, we had a tournament and tournament weekends are you know, multi-day events, there's practice, there's a tournament, there's all the stuff in between. And uh, that's a lot of footage, man. Like that's like, I don't know how many gigs of footage I'm importing. It's over a thousand easy. Um, but to sort through all that stuff and then, you know, make a video that's 30 minutes long, that's like, I don't know, probably 12 to 15 hours total. So um, I've definitely tried to get better at editing too. Like I've, you know, I mean, people... If you follow the channel, you can see, like, if you go back two or three years, it's, like, pretty uh, pretty cringy stuff, even worse four or five years back. So I've tried to improve the editing game, and, you know, now it's just what what you what you get with better editing. It takes longer. You know, you're going to have to yeah. invest more time. So I don't want to go backwards. I like kind of, you know, trying to learn and improve the content. So it is what it is at this point. It's, uh, it's, it's timely, that's for sure. What about you, Alex? Yeah, it's about the same. You know, I'll, I will start an edit and walk away from it and come back to it. You know, and I mean, but full on process, probably four to five hours. Like, you know, I worked on my tournament video um, from Saturday today. And I mean, I sat down at, like I started working on it at two and I finished it up at like 630. You know, I can't. Wa- it, my problem is I can't walk away from it. Like I just get yeah. in the zone and I'm like a zombie and I hate everybody yeah. and I don't want anybody to talk to me or look at me until I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm telling you, man, I used to be like that. And uh, when I started walking away from it is when I started getting better videos out of the process um, because I was the same. Like I would get into it. And it's like after you hear yourself talking so much, it all just becomes like monotonous. Like it's like, okay, that's in there, whatever. But like when I come back to it with a fresh set of eyes, a fresh set of ears, like it helps me to go, you know, that little section right there maybe doesn't need to be there. I could add this in there. I could do that, you know, and just change something up. And it just kind of helps to keep the 
my my process going but i'll probably yeah, watch a video um, 15 times before i actually upload it to to youtube yeah. to make sure oh, i didn't yeah. leave something that's gonna get me canceled yeah. in or see so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. like that's that's the trouble too like if you make like a 30 minute video you gotta watch that you know 10 15 times that's yeah. that's a long time man and i've yeah. had that situation where i've had like a 45 to an hour long video i'm like done with it i'm like yes i'm like oh, oh damn it now i gotta watch it and make sure it's yeah. good i send it to like three or four people like hey take a look at this and hopefully they'll tell me like hey you idiot like you can <laughs> completely yeah, inappropriate put your like, pants back on yeah. I'll, I'll do one watch after the edit's done i'll watch it once i'll just pay attention and then I'm, it's gone it's up there on youtube and if i screwed up then that is what it is yeah, but, that's up, my yeah. that's my biggest thing right i gotta pee so many times these days that i gotta make sure i didn't accidentally leave a little clip in there i <laughs> have a horrible mouth on me yeah. and that's usually my, <laughs> my that's, yep. the that's stuff that actually too, makes the edit is like is is negative <laughs> yeah. 20 compared to what i actually say when I'm any any of my friends that have fished with me have heard it like it's all the time. It doesn't matter if there's a camera running or not. Like I just yep. I, I talk to myself all the time. Just let her eat, you know. Yep. That's I try to I try to cut as much of that out as I can, but I'm right there with you. I'll uh, I try to, but those I'll are lost. the best clips. Like it's always hey, like really, when I hook are, the biggest yeah. fish or something. Like I just say the dumbest shit. I'm like why? Like why? Why do you do it? I gotta have to start talking more. I was editing today at one point, and I was like, man. I like this is like fishing ASMR. Like I am gonna have to talk more because like I'm just real quiet and like you just hear me. It's like heavy breathing. I'm just like, <sighs> I'm like reeling this fish because <laughs> it's like you know it's a big one, you know, and you're just like. <sighs> like oh, There's people that want that too. You can you can probably hey, get Patreon paid for that. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna start an OnlyFans with the beard, the feet. And the so I was almost gonna ask that. Do you think there's a place on OnlyFans for fishing content? Feet, the feet of them. Feet, feet. risque outfits. You know, hey. some helicopter move. I don't know. I don't know what may <laughs> what may make the money. Do you think there's a place for it? I'm sure that there's already some girl out there that is exploiting oh. that side of, of of social media. Yeah, yeah. So we'll put My that DMs up. are closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not tricking uh, me again. Here's another question. This guy has a pretty good OnlyFans. He's just getting started on YouTube. But uh, Jake Harshman, uh, do you guys? find going live on youtube helps growth does it do anything for your subs or watch hours i know alex you kind of started going live because of an injury didn't you and it kind of yeah turned into, yeah 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 so my broken my broken leg turned into a podcast is what happened yeah. um uh but you know i actually just stopped doing lives on my youtube channel um for the very fact that i believe that they were hurting my youtube channel and the reason for that is um and Greg, you might be able to speak to this viewer retention. Um, and so like YouTube, when YouTube wants something, it'll show it to you. Like in your analytics, like if YouTube wants you to do something, it's going to show you like, Hey, this is what we want. And one metric that they started showing, um, as of late past three months or so is audience retention. And so like on a podcast, you know, people click on this podcast, expecting it to be like every other video. And when they find out it's a two hour conversation, you know, with my ugly face, it just, because most people who are on the YouTube channel want to watch fishing videos. If they want to listen to a podcast, they'll go listen to my podcast. And so what would happen is I would post this live and then the subsequent videos after my live would do horribly. And so I talked to a good friend of mine, Ty Berger, um, Bass Fishing HQ does YouTube, a phenomenal YouTuber, 
SEO master. And we kind of dove into the analytics and looked at it and kind of both determined that that's what it was. And so I moved all of my live um, to uh, Twitch, which is a live streaming platform, and then Facebook. Um, and the reason being is because really the video component for my live stream is just a supplemental thing because really the live stream is for the podcast and the podcast has taken a life of its own. And so, you know, I put the podcast out there and like the podcast are totally unaffected by whether I do a live stream component or not. They do their own thing. And so I figured I would rather grow my podcast steadily and not hurt my YouTube channel and grow my YouTube channel um, and have both of those kind of growing in parallel with each other rather than hurt one just to have a supplemental that is the podcast. Yeah. This guy's Greg, too smart, Jeff. I don't know. wish you wouldn't have brought him <laughs> well, on. He, no, I, he is a teacher. I agree with that, dude. Yeah, he is, he I is agree with that. Dude, you know, that's, that makes total sense because YouTube likes yeah. consistency. And Absolutely consistency is, you know, you get used to putting out fishing videos that are 15, 20 minutes long, and you get maybe, <laughs> what, 50% watch time, and then you put out like an hour-long podcast, and then people just watch like 10 minutes of it. Or like twelve, fifteen percent. Then YouTube's like, holy smokes! That's why I also this is kind of a weird thing, and this could be totally wrong. It's just my belief. But the when you're creating content specifically for YouTube, I'm sure it's different for TikTok and Instagram. But like viral videos, I actually don't want a viral video nowadays. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's good for my channel because what you get when you get a viral video is you get a bunch of people that are just interested in that video, in that content. And you're more likely to have a huge percentage of people not come back. So it's these big dips in your channel. You What'd know, you say? Time from video. You heard him exactly big, what he said. Big dips. dips. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Dips. <laughs> yep. no, I want to make sure I heard yeah. it correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. You heard me. But no, the consi <laughs> consistency is key for YouTube. And like having, like, I think, you know, live streams mixed in and then viral videos, those don't jive together with consistency. You just get these big yeah. jumps and yep. dips. Big dips. <laughs> okay. Big, big dips. Ebbs and flows. I got you. But yeah, it could be that there too, but you know. Yeah, well. Yeah. But no, yeah, Greg's right. I mean, it, and that's what I was seeing is I was just seeing this. It was constantly this, and YouTube doesn't like that. It just wants a good, consistent line. And and viral content, I too believe. Um, I think viralness too nowadays, it's like if you have a viral piece of content and you appeal to all these people, well, then guess what? You have to make that same piece of content over and over and over and over yeah. and over again right. to keep those people interested. And, you know, that's the reason I never kind of jumped on the gummy worm train is because – I don't like fishing God. like that. I, did, I didn't want to do that. And Caught so this fish think, with a chicken nugget out of a ditch. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Damn. It's like, come on. I do I do wish, though, we had like all of these spillways in Tennessee that all these people fish. Like They like went to a spillway and caught a 10-pounder. I'm like, why do we not have that here? Like This little mud hole with six-pounders swimming around in it. We don't have We're that working on it, buddy. The Bill Dance Initiative. It's on the way. Sit tight. I saw that. I saw that. It's coming. <laughs> hold on. It's coming. <laughs> Uh, Hold on to another. your dips. It's coming. <laughs> another question from James Haberly. He's asking you guys do the, he said 30 minute, but do, do you ever use uncut fishing videos? And do you think they do better or worse than edited videos? Just, you know, drop an hour or two of raw footage. Jesus. I've oh, done, God. I've done some 30 minuteers and some hour longs. I don't do them a whole ton. If I do them, it's very rare, maybe a couple times a year. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, again, that's kind of what we we're just saying. Like those kind of things aren't necessarily what YouTube wants. Like, what's going to help your channel? Again, I don't do much. 
you know, I think if I did them a lot more, that would ultimately be bad. But also when I'm doing them too, I try to, you, when you make a video on YouTube, you, the main focus when you're editing is, especially reviewing it is where, where would I get bored and click off with yes. whether that's reeling in a fish yes. too long, uh, whether that's me pausing in between talking and I do a lot of jump cuts. Sometimes it's way more than necessary, but that's what you should be thinking, at least for YouTube is where, where might they click off? Where might they get bored? And with those 30 minute or hour uncut videos, I try to, you know, engage. I try to talk a little bit. I try to make it interesting. I try to make sure that I'm fishing in a good, you know, a scenic place. So if people like to see good scenery or there's good audio, you know, those other things you have to factor in. So uh, I guess, yeah, the, the big thing is with that kind of stuff, you have to at least, you know, focus on audience retention is the big thing. Yeah. I think you have to have, I mean, like you said, you have to have something going on, like whether it's you, you're explaining a bait or a presentation or, you know, some certain kind of cover that you're fishing or the actual hook set slash landing the fish. I mean, some of that stuff is so long. Like if you have like a two and a half minute fish fight, like you, <laughs> nobody yeah. needs to see like your line swimming in a circle for two minutes because right. you can't work a right. net. Like that's not, that's not really that engaging. If you're like cussing at it the entire time, which you shouldn't do kids, <laughs> but that is at least something that's going to make people pay attention to it. But I think that's, that's solid advice is try to trim it down to where the action is in these videos. Right. Yeah. There's well, a, Oh, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry, bud. No, I was just saying, I think just with the social media thing, everyone's been so accustomed to, you know, quick, short gratification. Like the attention span on everybody, including myself, is so much shorter than it was Narrowing, years ago. Yeah. So you have to kind of go with that, as sad as that sounds. You guys are the YouTube pros. I try, I, I, I like to, what I like to do myself, nowhere near any kind of YouTube pro, but I like to edit videos from like the trips or whatever, like a goose hunt or an elk hunt or whatever. I like to put out the whole story of, of the deal of, of whatever it is, whether it's a fishing trip, hunting trip, whatever. I, I like to work in the production quality, but I, I mean, they end up being like 20 or 25 minutes and there's not anything I want to cut out of it. <laughs> That's my biggest <laughs> problem is, you know, I know there's all these, you know, this time slot, blah, blah, blah. This will get you more views, whatever. I can't like I can't do it. I don't want to do it, and and that's probably why I hate the whole platform in general. No offense to you guys, but like I, I just I can't buy into all that shit. Like I have what I in my head that I want to put out, and and that's what I'm going to do until I'm dead. I guess. So, what's your and advice you know, on I mean, how to balance that? I think there's nothing wrong with that, but I also think that you have to really rein in your expectations as to what kind of success None. you can have zero that's, that's <laughs> so, what i started with go. that's where i'm still you're, at yeah you're already winning then you're already winning um because <laughs> I, th I think that's the biggest thing is like you know you have to realize that like a mr beast content style creator i wish i know, knew who these people were to be honest with you. so mr I like beast is great though single, i like his name he's this he's the single most successful youtuber of all time Okay. Like All right, the dude then. is he's he is the the god of YouTube. I mean, like he okay. has figured it out more than anybody else. What does he do? Um good question. Um okay. a lot of things. Like okay. one of his last most viral videos, he got like sixty million views was um <laughs> he re he Stop. re um what was the what was the, the the Netflix show out there for a little while um where the people like played the game and got killed. Right there right. it is. He did yeah, Squid Game, right there. Squid yeah. Game. Oh, Squid oh, no. Game. So yeah. that guy 
So that got 260 million views. Excuse me. What? I, I misspoke there. But so, like, that's the style of videos that he does. And they are just, I mean, they are made to be viral. And he is viral. And so for a guy like Mr. Beast to Insane. get less than 100 million views on a YouTube video is a, a failure. Whereas what? a guy within the fishing space who is niched down all the way to kayak bass fishing, Greg, great example. <laughs> you know, Greg, for you, I mean, and, and you can cut in and, and tell me if you disagree, but I, I really truly believe for like a guy like Greg, you know, Greg, a 500,000 view video for you is, is very, very successful. I don't know, like, am I correct in yeah. saying that? Oh, and yeah. so like, so, but the, what you got to kind of realize in the mindset, I believe that some people kind of get out of is like, they're like, I want to have a 10 million view video. Okay, well, then you've got to make content to get 10 million views because YouTube kayak bass fishing is too much of a niche inside of a niche inside of a niche inside of a niche to get 10 million views. You're going to have to create viral content. And then if you don't want to create that viral content, then create the content that you love and that you would love to watch and then grow your audience to that level, like to whatever that level is. And I truly believe in the YouTube bass fishing space specifically that half a million subscribers is uber successful. A million subscribers is a needle in a haystack. And then I think anything above a million, you're going to have to start integrating something outside of the bass fishing specific space. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think you've seen, you know, you've seen that with the, the Googans. successful fishing. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Googans are a great example. I mean, you cannot have anything but respect for those guys. But mm. the thing is, is if you look at them <laughs> like, bet, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in what they've done for farming videos and stuff now but instead of there just fishing, you go right? i mean yeah. and and that's it i mean you know he was a bass fishing specific channel and he grew his channel with bass fishing to the to the extent that it was going to grow and then he had to start doing something else and you know i'm sorry but there are a lot more golfers there are a lot more baseball players there are a lot more side-by-side -side riders there are a lot more you know <clears throat> disc, um, disc golfers disc Shut golfers up, get out of ufc here. fans like there are a lot more of those guys in the united states and in the world who watch content than there are kayak bass fishermen and it's just the way that it is and so that's, that's i think the biggest thing that you have to understand is like you know make the content that you love and that you would love to watch and grow your audience because every audience has value and that's Sound the nice. biggest thing is I don't have I don't have the biggest audience. I have forty seven thousand subscribers, but I can promise you that my forty seven thousand and the people who view my video and listen to my podcast are of value to bass fishing companies because that's what they do and that's what they purchase and that's what oh, they it's live. yeah it's consumer direct marketing like that's exactly. that's why you know people are like oh you know you have sponsors blah 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 on a podcast whatever I mean it's these are the people that buy your products like that's exactly. that's the point of why these big companies want to work with these anglers because it's consumer yep. direct because people believe what they're saying and they buy into yep. it. That's the entire exactly. premise of the platform. Hey, uh, Jeff, can you go back to that Mr. Beast, uh, screen? Sure. Yeah. I just want to point something, point something out. And this is, uh, I don't know, since we're talking about content creation, just like check out the consistent, we're talking about consistency earlier. Yeah. Look how consistent his thumbnails are, his his titles are. I mean, even yeah. his other channels, they all have the same. They're all his face. Yeah. yeah. So and, and he said one of his philosophies is 
that his titles should be no longer than what they are right there because if it extends any and it uh, creates an ellipsis on the title that it's not clickable and that it's, it cannot go viral. Uh, if you, I've got a tool. I've got a tool I use to, uh, I just started using actually to try to help my YouTube myself, that I keep, but on here, yeah. it tells you how many views per hour that you're getting yeah. per video. He's getting 27.9 thousand views per hour on this Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Freaking wow. crazy, man. <laughs> Woo! That's a lot. Jeez. How about that? That's pretty, That's so pretty good. crazy. Yeah. It seems like he probably make some money from that. I don't know. Right. Have okay. either of you ever thought about filming yourself cheating in a kayak tournament? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna I've go fill a fish basket it. full, <laughs> pull them out. I'm gonna clip all their tails. It's gonna be great. Ooh, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. Go to a basket. Yeah, just roll yep. up, roll up on the old fish barrel out there. All right, boys, about to take this dub. Uh, we got a couple more questions. This one, it's a good one. Uh, when you guys first started, I'm sure you read every comment. Do you still read every comment? Greg, uh, I honestly, I. I try because I've got like the app on my phone, like the YouTube studio app. I try to read every comment. I try to respond to a few, man, this is kind of a tough subject. Um, I used to answer every comment, every message, email, like I would literally allocate like an hour each day to be like, this is typing time. And uh, it just got to be too much. Uh, comments, like I'll answer some of them. I try to read all of them, but like the messages and stuff, like, I feel bad saying this, but I probably only answer maybe like one in 25 messages, maybe. It's just too much. And I realize it's just like, dude, you're just on the computer for like five hours typing to people. <laughs> like, I mean. Yeah. I'm glad you text me back, Greg. Thank you for coming on tonight, by the way. I'm sending oh, I'm you a power also, pole and a Newport. I'm also a bad texter, too. Well, uh, me too I'm a World's texter. worst texter right here. Like I'm yeah. terrible. Like I, I do not respond to anybody, but no, I, I, fishing. I, uh, if I'm fishing, uh, I'm yeah. not answering shit. No. If I'm fishing, I'm fishing. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't you send me an email, that. you'll go on unread for at least five days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I try to, I try to like go in and just interact with the comment in some way, like hard it, you know what I mean? Like I can't reply to everybody. Um, you know, I'll reply to specific questions about gear and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, I try to, heart and there's a few guys that like have literally been there since the jump that every time they comment i comment back to them just because it's like you almost i don't know them but it's your like boys i feel Do like your I, boys yeah but but i feel like i know them because it's like i've seen their name every single time i've posted a video ever and it's like those guys you just got to go in and be like I almost always say like i appreciate you because i really do appreciate them like it's true appreciation for a dedication like that yeah. One thing I've done uh, recently is I've done premieres. I've started premiering the videos on YouTube and cool. it's cool because you basically for a premiere, you're just setting a time for your video to go live and everybody can watch it. And, you know, I get in the chat and chat with people and can answer questions and stuff like that. I think that's a, a good balance of, you know, audience interaction, but also not doing something that's going to like, cause the premiere is just the video. It's not like a live stream or something crazy. That's yeah. going to mess up your, your algorithm or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah. that's one thing I've done that I've liked. Jeff, find that uh, Mark, Mark scenarios, big worm had a, had a question he threw up about uh, what they were shooting in sea uh, log versus. C -log, some yeah, other. I don't know. I don't this do sea log. Yeah, I've got the Sony, so it's S log stuff over here, but I, I don't, I just, I don't, 
oh, the dynamic range is so much more. My footage comes out looking like shit. So I try, I'm like, well, you know, I could mess with color correcting for hours, but I'd rather just not. Here's yeah, the big but, question of the night that, that you guys don't have to answer directly, but I'll kind of phrase it differently. Somebody said, well, let's break this down. How much money are these guys making? You don't need to answer that. But both of you are now full time. W2s, please. Now. Right? <laughs> I'll get out the past two years tax returns. Hold on just one second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're both full-time YouTubers. So, so you been able to leave, you know, leave your actual careers and now have a YouTube career. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. It's same. accurate, but also YouTube, it's not just YouTube and it's right. the same. I'm sure it's the same for Alex. Like yeah. I couldn't do just YouTube. It's uh, 20 other things too. You know, you have mm -hmm. sponsors, you have affiliate deals, you have, mm -hmm. I have a Patreon page. I have, mm -hmm. I mean, my taxes are a nightmare, but you have to have all, I can't, I think, 14, 1099s. It's great. Oh God. It's, you know, it's great. Like YouTube for me and the social media is kind of like the nucleus I've called it. It's kind of like what drives everything else. So that's kind of like yes. the main, the brain of everything. And then everything is kind of an extension off of it. So that's kind of like the main, main component for me. But I think if you are serious about trying to do this fishing thing full time, it can't just be YouTube or Instagram. It's got to be lots of stuff. You got to, you know, have a lot of different streams of income because YouTube won't, you know, it won't cover it. Agreed. So there you go. Yeah, that's it. You got to have, uh, I think that's one th big thing that you got to realize is, is that it's going to take a lot. It's, I mean, very akin to professional anglers. And I've, I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of professional anglers like Edwin and, you know, I got to spend a day with Jimmy Houston and talk to him and they were both very, that's a, that's a wild man right there for sure. I love that dude. He if is, social he media was around back in his heyday, he would, he would be, be a yes. billionaire right now. He yes. is a fool. He is, an, he is an epic human being. Um, <laughs> but being, being around those dudes and just getting the, you know, be around those guys, it's, they, pretty much operate like we do greg i mean it's the same you know what i mean it's you know the fishing isn't going to make you the money you know just like youtube isn't going to make us all the money you got to have a lot of different you know a diverse portfolio like we talked about earlier you gotta have a lot of different things going on and you know this is the way it you're, is you're, but you're leveraging your influence on youtube and other social media absolutely right? to, to partner absolutely absolutely and i treat it just like a business um i think that's the downfall of many a content creators and why they don't why they can't quit their jobs or why they can't be successful is they don't treat it like a business, like treat it like a business. You're a business owner. You have influence, you have value. I think the most important thing that you can understand in this order is your audience, your analytics and your value. And if you understand all three of those things intimately, you will be successful in this, in any social media space that you get into. <clears throat> Greg, you have a regular cast of characters in your videos. It seems uh, some they somebody asked, do any of the others that show up in your videos have they thought about doing their own channels? No, no, they have lives. They have uh, Greg got them signed <laughs> to a non. Lives. Greg got them signed yeah, to a non compete. Yeah. They get an appearance <laughs> yeah. fee, and that's it. <laughs> no, no, I love them, and they're, they're amazing to hang out with. And they've really, I mean, honestly, they've really made my content a lot better. You know, they've really given it some good. You know diversity but no i mean they they they're I'm sure like a lot of folks out there that do the kayak tournaments the fishing it's like they they get to fish on the weekends for the most part you know they got nine to fives they've got you know families so it's uh you know that's the other thing too if you want to do this you have to be in the right space you have to 
have the time, essentially, whatever that means in your personal life. And for me, I have the time. I'm not married. I don't have kids. So um, I can get away with these shenanigans and doing YouTube and fishing whenever I want. So I know it's a little trickier for Alex because um, he has Bethany. But, um, yeah, to answer the question, no, they don't want to do their own channels. They just like drinking beer and being on my channel. Perfect. Ooh. That's perfect. Perfect, perfect friendship there. Yeah. Uh, I would say immediately to this question, but how quickly would you suggest starting to run your YouTube like a business? Danny Johnson asks. I mean, you know, for me, it was, it was when I realized when the first company ever reached out to me, you know, it was more of a, Hey, this is really cool. And then after, you know, some time you start to realize why did they reach out? Like what, wait just a second. Like, there's a reason that they're doing this. So, so there, there's a reason that they're going to invest X amount of product into me. You know, at that time it was just product deals. Well, that's money out of their pocket. You know, it's a write off or whatever from the end of the year. I mean, obviously, but it's still money out of their pocket, especially when it's smaller companies. And that's when you start realizing it's like businesses are reaching out. So I need to be a business and this needs to be a business relationship and this needs to be a, you know, a business transaction. Um, and so I think that, I think the moment that people start offering you things or money or whatever it is, is when you start treating it like a business. And even if you've just got a thousand subscribers and someone wants to give you a free cooler bag, you know, don't ask for money, but do it in a professional way and in a business way that you would expect if you walked into a small business, you know, if you walk into a small business, they're not, not going to pay attention to you. Or hopefully they're not going to not pay attention to you and they're not going to not be accommodating. And so that's, you know, kind of that aspect of it. As far as like the financial aspect of it, I mean, as soon as you get that first paycheck, you need to start treating it like, like you making money. <laughs> and how, how do you, I mean, how do you make the transition? I mean, I want your advice on this from these product deals. Like as you're growing, when do you say, okay, you know, it's time to, it's time to switch over. It's time to push for mm -hmm. dollars. If it doesn't make dollars, you know, it, it's, it's not making no sense over here. At what point and how do you approach that? Greg, I'll let you take a lead Ooh, on this one, buddy. Great, great question. And, you know, this is, I, I, to be honest, this is something that I'm still learning. I mean, I've really only kind of been in the industry, so to speak, for a year and a half, two years now, working with some great companies. But, you know, I mean, God, even like a year and a half ago, I didn't even know what a media kit was and it, for those of you who don't know that's kind of like a specialized resume or you know kit essentially whether it be a powerpoint or a pdf of showing what you have to offer specifically analytics youtube instagram your social media stats you know reach viewers, impressions you, like those are things that you need to put together all, all that yeah. stuff and i it, yeah i like didn't know that up until like a year and a half ago i was sending like my physical therapy resume like with my fishing stats before <laughs> so, amen. Uh, amen. Your, i can pop your si joint with my eyes closed sweetheart <laughs> um, send me no, them no, worms <laughs> but, uh, yeah, i won't I cripple you if i ever meet you <laughs> <laughs> let me see them dips <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah could have said, that, that might have got me some wins i don't know but uh <laughs> you know that, that's the that's the good thing about social media too is you that gives you analytics and, yeah. and click, reach impressions that that gives you the meat that gives you the meat and potatoes to say to companies hey this is what we got going on this is how many people 
are, uh, you know, tuning in, watching. And then, of course, you know, if you have like an affiliate program, whether it be Amazon or Tackle Warehouse or just using Bitly links, you know, just your customized links, you can literally show how many clicks you're getting on their products or their links. So I think it's at a point where you have a big enough following and you're truly selling product. I think once you know you're getting messages, you're getting emails, you're getting a lot of views, you're getting a lot of clicks. Once you know you're selling product, uh, then I think it, it's appropriate to start asking for some you know, monetary compensation. So, yeah, agreed. I really keep like, for me, my big thing is my tackle warehouse affiliate linking. Um, because I get them to send me a report every quarter. Well, it's once a month and then, and then I compile it into a quarterly report. Um, but a monthly report that shows exactly how much I'm selling of every product. And so like I can take that amount and I can go, okay, this is what I'm doing on tackle warehouse. So let's only assume that we're doing the same in big box stores and mom and pops. And so this is how much money I make you every month. This is how much money I think I need in compensation for the amount of work that I'm putting in for you. This is also the amount of product that I need for, you know, my ability to go out and do what I do 365. Um, but, you know, that's the biggest thing. Again, understand your audience, your analytics, and your value. If you understand your audience, it's going to help you to understand how to improve your analytics. It, with improved analytics, you're going to be able to understand your value, and then your value ultimately helps you to know exactly how much to ask for from these companies. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan, we've talked about this before, Is and we talked about at the beginning of the show, networking and the importance of, of who you know and what you know and how long, you know, the relationships you build. Absolutely. But if a partnership doesn't work out or you don't get what you want, don't burn those bridges either because it's a small, no. like, like Alex said, it's a small niche and, and word gets around. If you're not the kind of guy companies want to work with, that's, that doesn't take long for everybody to know that. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. you have to be your own advocate, right? So these companies aren't going to come to you initially. Like when you reach that transition point, once you're established, it's a little different ball game because they know that they're trying to buy that amount of influence. But when you first start out, like a company is not going to call you. Like Greg, you you and I were were in a you know in a position a couple years ago where it was kind of opening the door to this thing, right? Like at some point, you have to be like, okay, like you know, we're, we're out here doing the work. Now there has to be, you know, a, a dotted line to cross and, and there needs to be monetary compensation. Like it's past the point of, you know, just sending them a picture for Instagram every now and then or whatever. It's, it's, it's a real job and you're, you're representing this company and you're answering a million questions a day about the products and stuff. Like you have to be the person to stand up for yourself because the company's not going to try to throw $5,000 at you for no reason. Like they're not just like, man, Hey, there's an extra five grand laying in the corner. Let's, let's find somebody to give it to. That's not how it works. Like you have to, you have to approach that, do it tactfully, but you have to approach that because that's, what's going to drive your value and you getting paid for your services. Yeah. Absolutely. And biggest <clears throat> thing too is products stuff you do work with. I mean, make sure you like it. Like don't just try to I think that goes without saying, but I'll say it anyways. You make sure and that's kind of how I've really almost every sponsor or business I've had with companies. It's been I've always used them before. And I've liked it. Mm -hmm. Even the beer, the Sierra Nevada beer. I've been drinking Sierra Nevada forever, and just it, there's a lot of things that happen that way. It's luck, but um, yeah, make sure what you're what you're going to promote, what you are going to work with, you actually like and 
you know it doesn't seem like it's like oh man i gotta use that damn bait again like you know don't be a sellout i mean that's the the bottom line on it like your word is is you know that's that's what people are taking to the bank here they're investing in whatever you say to go buy so if it Mm -hmm. you know if it comes out that you're you're just you know faking it for no reason you lose your credibility you lose your following and therefore you lose any value to any other company down the road so just exactly yeah pushing that berkeley pushing that berkeley stunner and you got a box full of Vision 110. 110s, 110s. yeah, don't do that. It's <laughs> tricky. It's tricky, boy. Dude, I got a lot of, Let's... I got a lot of baits, man. I got, a, like I said, I'm drinking a Founders right now. I'm drinking yeah. a all day haze. You know. Well, and that's people... the thing for me is like I've never been one like you know I've had companies before like here's the bait, make a video about it. I'm like, how about you give me the bait and I go fish it and then we'll make a video about it. You know, and it's like the new Berkeley bladed jig that's coming out. I went and cracked a bunch of damn big fish on it. Won a tournament with it. Almost won another tournament with it. I've caught a lot of big fish with it. So now I've got a lot of experience behind like actually being able to go, this is honestly one of the best bladed jigs that I've ever used. You know what I mean? Or like, Is it better than a jackhammer? (laughs) Tell me the truth. Damn it. Don't you lie to me, Alex. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Here's my philosophy behind it. I believe that the the knock and, and the actual action of the bladed jig is so different than anything the bass have seen in a while that I was taking it to places that I would normally throw a jackhammer because I'm a jackhammer snob. Like I, I was For a jackhammer sure. snob. I guess I still am. I mean, it's it's you know. I mean, dude, you won Watts Bar with it. You're it's a it's just a dang good bait, you know. Um, but I I believe that like I took that the new it's called the slobber knocker. We can put it out there now because Edwin and all these guys have made videos about it. But um, took the slobber knocker and threw it in the same places that I was throwing a jackhammer. And, dude, they were eating it like they had never seen a bladed jig before. Like, you know those, like, when it, like, completely takes the water off of it and you're trying to reel up the slack and catch up with them because they've ate it that hard? Like That's a the way that they were eating. Like a Cinco, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, I mean, just slamming it. And, and it's like, I don't know if it's just because they've not heard anything like that. You know, and there's a bunch of science and data that I, I can't, I definitely can't share that, that I've been given on the bait, that it just has a different sonic signature than anything else out there. And so I think that it's doing something to the bass, whether it's their lateral or line or how they're seeing or how they're perceiving it, that it's different. And so I think just like the Thunder Cricket had its time, and the jackhammer it? had its time. It did. Um, um, that one time. Like just, that one time. That one time the one day time. it dropped. Oh, shit time. was over with after one that. Um, but just like those baits had their time, I believe that this will have its peak. And then I believe that it will continue to do well because it is a really good bladed jig, obviously. But I think it's just like anything else new that they've never seen, that they're just eating it because they've literally never seen it before. And bass are dumb like that. And they eat things they've never seen before better than I, things I that they've seen a thousand times. I definitely, I agree with that. It's like, you know, I, I actually, speaking of the slobber knocker, I got it tied on. I'm going to hit the Delta this week, but the Chatterbait bite has been, you know, I love the Chatterbait. I don't get fancy like you guys with the jackhammer. I just got the custom, the, the lowly man's Chatterbait. But, Do uh, Gregory. Do Gregory uh, style. That's what Drew's doing to us. But man, the Chatterbait bite, and it's not just me, it's like died down on the deltas because everybody's slinging it, those fish get used to it. And it's the same thing with the Whopper Plopper. The Whopper Plopper, just yeah. there's so many people throwing it, and anything really. But then Alabama just, like, rig, son. Yeah, you used to could load the damn boat with Alabama oh, rig. Now yeah. they don't even look at it anymore. Like, nah, we're good. Right. 
so then other companies can't like you know they came out with a chapa and the chapa was getting a bit better and then other you know chatterbaits were getting specific blades you know more home built stuff because there's a patent on it but anyways i i believe that deal i i think i agree with that i think that there's going to be a peak to certain baits and the like what slight variations will get you more bites so yeah. i'll let you know how it goes on the delta there we go please sure. thanks awesome sure. dude. <laughs> i don't know i can't uh, wait to tell it yeah yeah uh, we've been at this an hour and a half, and it's been, it doesn't even seem like Jeff's it's been that long. I knew I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, who's going to cut it off? It'll be Jeff. No, no. Ashley Kate unleashed. I, I don't want to. She I, leaned around the corner and gave him one of these. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to keep everybody too long. I, we can go all night long, probably, here, Ryan. I, I'm, hey, I don't know. Absolutely. That's not true. Work I'm down. Long. But uh, it's been a great, great show. I'm going to try to get a few more questions in. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you to both of you guys for taking the time tonight and staying on with us this long. Yeah, a huge amount of knowledge for sure. Like you yeah. guys, I mean, obviously, like you, you really opened a lot of eyeballs tonight. I think you've answered some really, really good questions for folks getting started in this for sure. Yeah, the only reason you. I even bring it up, Ryan, is uh, one of the, the these two guys both talked about audience retention. And I don't want our retention to take a nosedive. We've been hovering, you know, we just, just around and above we had, we live viewers. Yeah, we don't want to drop. <laughs> we don't want to dive down. No, it's been. I have a question. So when you're editing video. Do you import the footage straight to your laptop or whatever and then delete it after, or do you import it to a hard drive and edit from there? That's a technical question. I'm sorry. Greg, how do you do it? Uh, I go right into iMovie, which is on the hard drive. Yeah. So I'll do everything straight. And, dude, I used to – oh, my God, I wasted so much time. I used to put it on the laptop and then put it from the laptop to the hard drive and then into iMovie. So I just skip all those steps, put it right into – or sorry, Final Cut, not iMovie, and then get the project done. And then unless it's a really special day and there's a lot of good content that I might want to save for a rainy day, that project's in the trash. And I free up space on the hard drive and it's on to the next one. There you go. What about so you, I Alex? do. I have an external hard drive. So I got a four mm -hmm. terabyte external hard drive. Um, pretty much go in and create. I have a folder. It's called New Project. I dump all the new footage into there and then edit out of my external hard drive. Um because Final Cut did, does instant rendering, so I can pull in a clip and it'll instantly render it into the editing software. And so it's not like I'm sitting there waiting it, for it to like you know populate or anything like that. That's how I do it. And then I keep, I have all my uncut fishing footage for like the past three and a half years on hard drives, and I Lord. keep it just for I don't know why, because I'm crazy and I just want to keep it just in case you know I ever want to go back and pull a piece of footage or something like that. So. I use a hard drive and I, I didn't used to. I used to just import it into Final Cut and I had Final Cut crash a couple times, like halfway through a project <laughs> and it broke my heart so bad that I started using the hard drive just so I have all my backups saved <laughs> right there that yeah. I can go back and pull everything in. That's again a, a technical tip to the folks that are that are actually doing it now. But I I, I switched to a hard drive. I think it may be a little bit slower. You know, once you get to the upload part of things, but just the security part is what made me make the switch myself. Yep. Uh, Frank Reed said this is top three shows in his opinion. Look at that. <laughs> Who is Frank Ooh, Reed? Yeah. Get out of here, Appreciate boy. you, Frank. Yeah, we'll have to have these fellows back on. Or maybe let them take over altogether. I don't know. Uh, yeah, y'all can have the damn podcast. We're cashing out. If you will send us 15% uh, of your proceeds, we appreciate it. No, no, it was an awesome show. Uh, and like I said, once again, appreciate both of y'all very, very much for taking the time to do it. 
uh, and not yeah. demanding any payment from us this time around. At least. Maybe the first one, first one's free. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe space. next time. Yeah. <laughs> Do y'all need any Western Sun or Revo sunglasses or a dugout bait and tackle gift card? I'm I'm good right. right now, but I do. Okay, okay. well, fair. <laughs> wow, I might try. I might try some of that Western Sun. That looks pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. him some prickly pear out there, Jeff. Prickly right. pear. Be the y'all talk dri- of the town. Y'all, y'all have Drizzly out there, Greg? Drizzly app. Yeah, it's like door, it's like DoorDash for alcohol. Do y'all have that out there? Because we can get you something. Uh, I don't know. I've never looked. I it's think illegal. Illegal in California. All right, we'll take a picture. Probably it's like everything is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex, if we get to Knoxville, if we end up in Knoxville Wednesday for this shoot, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet you. We'll, All right, we'll come on, together. dude. Hit me up, dude. I'll be uh I'll be around Wednesday because I'm not going fishing because it's supposed to be 101. So I'm gonna sit. It up. is. It is supposed to be 101, but I have two days to knock this out. So <laughs> I don't care if go. it's 101. <laughs> you got to get work done. Got to get work. Yeah, done. unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, well, hit me up all for right. sure, dude. We'll uh, we'll try to get together. Right, well, I'm gonna have to go back and calculate who won with all the shares and oh, subscriptions shit. and all that kind of stuff. But I'll post that on the page later. Uh, man, awesome show. Any final thoughts, Ryan? Before we let everybody get out of here, I don't have any final thoughts. I'm looking forward to. I, I hope I can make it to Winnie. Any of you Northeast anglers that are you know sitting on your ass up there, get out and fish. Uh, the BOS series is coming to town. You know, make a name for it. Make them come back. It's up to you. That's all I got. Go do it. I fished my first BOS on Chickamauga, and it was, I had an extreme amount of fun, so go do it. I didn't, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was it was tough. It was tough. Probably my biggest heartbreak of the year, but that's okay. We're going to move on. <laughs> that's why I'm flying to New Hampshire Thursday. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll probably track down the winner of that event. We'll be back with you all next week, but appreciate everybody once again. It was a fun one. Uh, Greg and Alex, have a good night. We're out of here, y'all. Alrighty. Thanks for Thanks, coming guys. on, guys. Bye. See you.